Exodus chapter 35, beginning with verse 4. I'm going to try to finish this message. Last week, I was so torn. I told you, I said, I've got two titles. I gave you one, who is able to build a house for the Lord. Then I gave you the second one, because I couldn't get it out of my spirit. And what I didn't realize is God wasn't going to let me preach that part of it. He was going to take over. But I'm going to preach that part of it today. Exodus 35 and verse 4. Moses spake unto all the congregation of the children of Israel, saying, This is the thing which the Lord commanded, saying, Take ye from among you an offering unto the Lord. Whosoever is of a willing heart, let him bring it. An offering of the Lord, gold, silver, brass, blue, purple, scarlet, fine linen, goat's hair, ram skins, dyed red, badger skins, shittim wood, oil for the light, spices for anointing oil and for the sweet incense, onyx stones, stones to be set for the ephod and for the breastplate. Every wise-hearted among you shall come and make all that the Lord hath commanded. The tabernacle, his tent, his covering, his tackies, his board, his bars, his pillars, his sockets, the ark, the staves thereof with the mercy seat, the veil of the covering, the table, his staves, all his vessels and the showbread, the candlestick also for the light, his furniture, his lamps with the oil for the light, the incense altar, his staves, the anointing oil, the sweet incense, the hanging for the door at the entering into the tabernacle, the altar of burnt offering with his brazen grate, his staves, all his vessels, the laver and his foot, the hangings of the court, his pillars, their sockets, the hanging for the door of the court, the pins of the tabernacle, the pins of the court and their cords, the cloths of service to do service in the holy place, the holy garments for Aaron the priest, the garments of his son to minister in the priest's office. All the congregation of the children of Israel departed from the presence of Moses. They came every one whose heart stirred him up, every one whom his spirit made willing, and they brought the Lord's offering to the work of the tabernacle of the congregation. And for all his service and for the holy garments, they came, both men, women, as many as were willing-hearted, brought bracelets and earrings and rings and tablets. I didn't even know they had iPads in the book of Exodus. All jewels of gold, and every man that offered, offered an offering of gold unto the Lord. And every man with whom was found blue and purple and scarlet and fine linen and goat's hair and red skins of rams and badger skins brought them. Every one that did offer an offering of silver and brass brought the Lord's offering. And every man with whom was found shittim wood for any work of the service brought it. All the women that were wise-hearted did spin with their hands and brought that which they had spin, both of blue and of purple, scarlet, of fine linen. All the women whose hearts stirred them up in wisdom spun goat's hair. And the rulers brought onyx stones and stones to be set for the ephod and for the breastplate and spice and oil for the light and for the anointing oil and for the sweet incense. The children of Israel brought a willing offering unto the Lord. Every man and woman whose heart made them willing to bring for all manner of work which the Lord had commanded to be made by the hand of Moses. I just want to preach for a few moments tonight on the subject a stirred spirit and a willing heart. A stirred spirit and a willing heart. Can we go to the Lord together right now and ask his blessing upon this time we have together in his word. Lord, I thank you for your goodness. I thank you for your spirit. Lord, your word is already anointed. I pray that there will rest an anointing upon both your messenger and this congregation. Lord, as we endeavor to know you in a greater way, and to unlock the glorious miracles of your Holy Spirit. I pray, O oh Lord, that you will bless every word, bless every effort, bless every sacrifice that is made. 
Lord, I thank you that you, in fact, are moving in our midst. We love you and we give you all praise and glory in Jesus' name. And everybody said, in Jesus' name. Everybody said, amen. And amen. You may be seated this morning in the name of the Lord. Thank the Lord. As we continue on this journey that we have begun, ready now. Amen. We were ready now a year and a half ago, and we're ready now still. We're ready now to do a work for the Lord, to do something that, that is truly a miraculous feat. I thank this congregation for your sacrifice, for your generosity, for your faithfulness to the kingdom of God. I thank Tree of Life Church for coming into oneness with the vision that is the Tree of Life. This is not a vision concocted by man. This is not a vision that is somehow developed in the back room of a strategic planning session. But this is a vision that the Lord has given to us. We are the tree of life, the leaves of which are for the healing of the nations. The fruit of the Spirit hang from our words and from our actions. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, and temperance. And this fruit feeds the hungry. We are not a perfect people, but we are grafted into the vine that is Jesus Christ the mighty God manifest in the flesh oh hallelujah hallelujah and we are committed to advancing his kingdom and pursuing his purpose and doing his will and seeing him magnified and glorified in that process we have arrived at this place where we are laying our hand to this task, the task of building a worship center, a family fellowship center for the glory of the Lord. We already know that the devil doesn't want it to happen because he tried to prevent it from happening. But we have learned and we've known for some time that no weapon that is formed against us shall prosper. Greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. If God be for us, who can be against us? We go forth in the name of the Lord of the hosts of Israel. And we are prepared. We are well able. Despite any kind of a challenge that may say otherwise, we are well able to do what the Lord has called us to do. Not only has the enemy attacked us collectively, but he has attacked individuals and individual families and units and tried to come against various ones in the respective places that they occupy in their homes and communities and workplace. But he has failed and he will fail because the Lord has got a work for us to do. And he has anointed us to do this holy work. And we ought to give God all the praise for that blessed assurance. Oh, hallelujah. We ought to give God all the praise for that blessed assurance. 
Think it not strange when you face the fiery trial. Don't be afraid when the enemy comes in like a flood. It's all a part of the testimony that is formulating in your life. When you get on the other side of that Red Sea, you're going to be able to look back over it and say, look what the Lord has done. You are connected to a vibrant body of Christ that is doing a work for the Lord. It puts a target on your back, but it puts a goal in your soul. And you know God has called you for this purpose at this time. Amen. We thank the Lord for it. Let's not misunderstand. This building that we're building is not the church. We are not building the church when we put foundation and footers and walls and a roof and, and interior developments. We're not, that is not the church. You are the church. That's who you are. You are the church. We together are the church of the living God. What we're building is a tool. It is the most expensive tool that we have ever purchased. But it is a tool and it is an important tool. We need to have the space to allow more people to come in. More people to repent of their sins. More people to be baptized in Jesus' name. More people to be filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. More people to walk away from a world that's tried to destroy them. More people to make heaven their home. More people to have their marriages restored. More people to have their drug addiction decimated by the power of the blood of Jesus Christ. We need this tool to reach more people. Oh, hallelujah. And I want to thank each and every single one of you. If I could call each of you by name and shake your hand and have a conversation this morning. And I had the time and we had the opportunity. I would do it because you're committed to this task. And I thank you. I thank you from the bottom of my heart for this great work that you are engaged in doing. This passage of scripture that we read was a passage connected to the great work that Moses was leading the children of Israel to do. And this work involved the building of the tabernacle. Last week, we talked about the building of the temple. We've talked before about the building of the wall. We've talked before about the building of the ark. Today, we're talking about the building of the tabernacle. If you'll notice, there are various generations with assigned tasks for their generation. This is something they were called to do. It was a season in their life, a point in time where each person had to singularize their focus, if you please. Concentrate on what the Lord had called them as a collective body to do. That's where we are. In 2018, 2019, 2020, amen. I'm going to say 2021, but I hope we just have to stop at 2020. Wouldn't it be something? Glory to God if we were able to do this even sooner. I can't wait till the shovel goes in the ground. I can't wait to dig up that dirt. I can't wait to say to God, be the glory for the things he has done. I can't wait, hallelujah, to see that dream realized. And this, like then, is that moment where we have come together and Moses received a heavenly pattern from the Lord. It was a heavenly pattern and it came from the Lord. This was the vision that he gave them. He explained to them the way that the tabernacle was to operate. He talked about a brazen altar. 
He talked about a laver of water. He talked about an inner court where there was, of course, a place of showbread and, and a table of showbread. And, and there, was, there were seven golden candlesticks that illuminated that inner court. He described that there was an altar of incense where that incense was to be lifted up into the presence of the Lord. There was a, a veil that separated the inner court from the holiest of all places. And the holiest of all places was where the Ark of the Covenant sat, the mercy seat. And he that dwelled upon the face of the mercy seat between the cherubims, cherubims who were looking at mercy and had their wings touching as they protected, if you please, the mercy seat. Moses gives this elaborate vision and explains to the children of Israel that this is what the Lord would have us to do. This was not just some great idea or clever construct. There was no marketing team. There was no communications team that sat down and said, you know what, if we put angels on this thing, and had their wings touching. Now that would be really cool. I'll tell you what else we ought to do. We ought to put like staves in the ark so that the priest can like carry it. How, how awesome would that look if the priest were carrying the ark with the staves? What, what, what if we just put like incense on the altar so that when everybody, anytime anybody comes in, they can just burn some incense and send it up kind of like they're sending it up to God? I mean, that's a pretty cool object. He didn't work like that. That's not how it was. God showed him a vision, a vision, a vision of how things are in heaven. And God said, I want how it is in heaven to be on earth because I'm leading people from where they are unto a land of promise and I want you to understand ladies and gentlemen when I talk to you about this vision that we have this is not some kind of a cool marketing strategy this isn't trying to somehow appeal to people's emotions and get them to think a certain way no this is a heavenly vision when we talk about a tree of life we're talking about a tree of life that yields her fruit Every month, 12 manner of fruit and the leaves of the tree of life are for the healing of the nations. When we talk about healing of the nations, I'm talking about miracles abounding, miracles in relationships, miracles in marriages, miracles in finances, miracles in the physical body, miracles in our community, miracles in our nation. Hey, I've come to tell somebody, the United States of America can recover from its depravity where it has spiraled. I know we look at the news every day and we're saying, come quickly, Lord Jesus. Come quickly, Lord Jesus. Come quickly, Lord Jesus. Come quickly, Lord Jesus. But I want you to understand, until he comes, we are here. And we're not going to sit idly by and watch our world go to hell. We're going to stand up and be the tree of life God called us to be. And we're going to heal nations and reach lost souls. I'm telling you, it's a heavenly pattern. It's a God-ordained vision. And Moses expressed this heavenly pattern and this God-ordained vision. That laver of water reflected the crystal river of life. Hallelujah. And that incense, that altar of incense reflected the incense that was coming up before the presence of the Lord, the prayers of the saints. 
all throughout the, the tabernacle that you, you look at it, you're seeing a picture of how it was to be in heaven. And God gave him this vision. God let him see it. And when he began to detail it to the people, they caught it. It resonated. You know why it resonated? Because it was true. It was real. It was what was real. It was, it was real life. It wasn't the things they were worried about day in and out. It was, it was, the, it was the way that leads to life everlasting. And, and as he began to lay it out before them and share with them what the Lord had showed him and what he was called to do, they began to be stirred. The Bible said, stirred in their spirit. And as their spirit began to be stirred, it, it developed something unique in them. It developed a willing heart inside of them a willing heart let me tell you that God loves a cheerful giver when we talk about giving today we're not talking about trying to guilt people into giving don't 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 leave this house ever feeling like I got up here and said to you you're not doing enough you need to do more What's wrong with you? Why aren't you doing more? No, no, no. That, that's not what's happening here. I'm talking about a moving of the Spirit of God upon your heart, and the Lord will develop a willingness inside of you. That's what's happening already. That's what we saw last week. I couldn't even get through my message because the Spirit began to stir people, and their heart became willing, and they began to release things into the economy of God. We haven't seen the last of that. There's something beautiful that happens when the vision of God is outlined and portrayed. It develops a willing heart in the lives of his people. I remember knowing the young man and his father, a preacher, a pastor, friend of mine. He was in the middle, middle of a building program and they were trying to raise their capital for their building program and, and, and they were coming to service that particular day and, and his father got up and made a pretty bold, audacious statement. He said, he said, there is someone in this house who the Lord has moved on you to give a sacrificial offering, one like you have never given before. And you never dreamed you would do it, and God's moved on your heart. Because the Lord will do that. The Lord will move upon people's heart. Now, now I'm not a big offering taker. Y'all know that about me. I, don't, I, don't, I like to just preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. I just like to talk about what he did for us and then shout about it and give him all the praise and the glory. And that in and of itself stirs our spirit and creates a willing heart within us. But we're in a special season and we have a singular focus and a job to do. And so, so when the spirit begins to move, it can develop something in you to make a sacrifice you've never made before. And people have done that already in this campaign. He said, there's somebody in this room that's going to give a sacrificial offering like nothing you've ever done before. And then he said, and we're just going to wait on the Lord until. That's bold. That, they're a little risky there. You might be there for a while. Might, that might turn into a fasting and prayer session real quick. People ordering DoorDash in and folks having Jimmy John's <laughs> brought in. The roses come walking down the aisle. and You're taking a risk when you say, we're just going to wait for somebody to do it. But he just did what he felt to do. The Lord told me that somebody here is going to have a sacrificial offering that you've never done anything like this before. And they waited and they waited and they waited. And all of a sudden, his teenage son raised his hand. 
And my pastor friend looked back there and thought, oh no. <laughs> he, he don't got nothing. What's he going to give? <laughs> he said, what? This, this isn't going how I planned. And his son came walking up and he, he didn't know what he was going to ask. And he said, what, what do you need? He said, it's me, dad. It's me. I'm the one. He said, you're the one what? <laughs> he said, you, you, you're the one that's going to order the pizza for everybody. I mean, who, what do you mean you're the one? He said, I'm the one that has been told by God that I have to give a sacrificial offering. My spirit is stirred and my heart is willing. And he said, well, son, what are you going to give? He said, well, dad, don't you know this is the year that I get the jet ski? He said, well, son, that, that's, yeah, I mean, sure, but really? You've been waiting for that since you were 10 years old. He said, yeah, but that's, that's all I've got. It's a little jet ski that we take down to the lake. And he said, and remember, this is the year you said I get this. This is the year I get it. And he said, do you have the keys on you? And his dad pulled out the keys. He said, can I have the keys? He took the keys and he said, I'd like to sell this jet ski and give it to the capital campaign. His father didn't know what to say. A man in the back, his spirit was stirred and his heart was willing. He jumped up, had tears in his eyes. He said, Pastor, how much is the jet ski? He said, well, I, I, I think it's worth about $3,000. He said, I'll buy the jet ski. Pulled out his checkbook, wrote $3,000 check. Walked it up to the front, gave the check to the pastor, took the keys from the pastor, put them back in the hands of the boy and said, there's your jet ski. The young man took the keys, put them back in the hands of the pastor and said, sell it again, dad. They brought in $15,000 and he still got the jet ski. I'm talking about when a spirit gets stirred and a heart becomes willing, God is able to. I'm going to tell you something. We're serving a win-win God. We're serving a win-win God. I said we're serving a win-win God. Even when it looks like you might be going through a valley of despair, I've come to let you know God has a lily in that valley. God has a peace in that valley that's going to restore your soul. Oh, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Since we've started this campaign, we've had people literally have blessings overflowing. New cars, mortgages paid off, promotions at work, stuff that they couldn't have imagined, things that just unfolded for them, and it's been beautiful to watch, and we rejoice over everyone. There have also been those who have been challenged. As soon as they made a commitment and started giving to the commitment, man, the enemy came in like a locust and began to confront them and challenge them. And, 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 and they felt like things were slipping out of their hands and, 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 and they were, didn't know what that meant. And, and for some, that's turned around. And for some others, they're still going through that challenge. But in the name of Jesus Christ, the Lord make his face to shine upon you. The Lord cause his countenance to be upon you. The Lord favor you and bless you. God bless you in the city. God bless you in the field. God bless you when you come and when you go. He's going to give you power over every one of these strongholds. Do not be afraid. The Lord is not slack. Concerning his promise. 
Oh, I'm going to preach it till somebody believes it. I said, the Lord is not slack concerning his promise. I'm going to tell you something. With every day that your challenge goes without resolve, I want you to wake up every day thanking God that the challenge has not yet been resolved. Here's why. Because God is going to bless you according to the magnitude of your struggle. And every day, your blessing's getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Oh, my. I still didn't get the call. The letter just still didn't come in the mail. I still didn't get this resolved. My Lord, this thing is huge. This thing is getting bigger. And I'm going to tell you, it's going to be more than financial. It's going to be spiritual blessings, loved ones coming to God. Do you hear what I'm telling you? Because you trusted in the Lord. Because you put your faith in God. And I'm going to tell you, you may feel like you've unlocked the door of hell, but you didn't. You've unlocked the door of heaven, and he's going to pour you out a blessing that you cannot contain. I rebuke every devil that comes against you in the name of Jesus Christ. We stand against the works of Satan. Satan, the blood of Jesus, is against you. God has promised us the victory. When this thing is over, fear will be under your feet. You still wrestle with fear right now. You still wrestle with doubt right now. You still wrestle with worry right now. That's all right. It's normal. It's human. But when this thing is over, it's going to be under your feet. And when it tries to open its mouth again, you're going to step on it. I've already defeated you. You have no power over me. I'm not going to worry about that. And I'm not worrying about that either. I'm not afraid of this. And I'm not afraid of that. I remember when I worried all night long. And God came through. I remember when I thought that all hope was gone. But God came through. You go ahead and let the spirit of the Lord stir your heart. Let him stir your spirit. Let him give you a willing heart. I'm not going to, this isn't a manipulation. This isn't how we operate. We we don't, when we give a testimony, we're not trying to get you to somehow think a different way about letting go of the resources you have in your life. That's not what this is. It's a declaration of faith in God. Hallelujah. You know what they told me about the stock market? They said, when you invest in an aggressive investment, it's going to get worse before it gets better. When it's aggressive. Oh, hallelujah. Now, we like to go in there and say, I want a very, very, very conservative investment. Because I don't want to have any sleepless nights. I don't want to have any tears. I don't want to have any fretting, any worrying. I don't want any wringing hands or anxiety about this investment. So just put it in something that's not going to give me much back, but it's, going to, it's not going to give me any heartburn either. That's one thing. But if you go in and you say, I want this to outperform anything I've ever seen, they're going to warn you. Now, you got to be ready because this thing could dip. 
this thing could dive. This thing could be on a roller coaster. You think you're on the vortex, on the sixth loop of the vortex. You're on the diamond back, up on that hill, going way, 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 way down, and you don't know where the bottom is. But get ready, because as far as it drops, it's going to bounce. It's going to bounce, bounce. Hallelujah. It's going to bounce. That's the way it works in the kingdom of God. We're not asking God for a little thing. We're not asking God for small potatoes, if you please. We're asking God to do something greater than anything we've ever seen him do. We're asking God to move mountains. We're asking God to pluck up trees. We're asking God to do the miracles that we're not capable of doing ourselves. Oh, hallelujah. Our spirit gets stirred. Our heart becomes willing. And we start bringing oil for the light. Spices for anointing. Sweet incense. Onyx stones. Stones to be set. Hallelujah. In the ephod of the priest. The ark. The hangings of the court. The pillars. The cloths of service. We bring purple. And anybody got any goat's hair? We could use some goat's hair. No, we can't. No, never mind. Don't bring any goat's hair. Jewels of gold and rings and tablets, iPads and laptops. You know what I'm saying. Tablets and earrings and bracelets and everything they've got, blue and purple and scarlet and fine linen. These were the things of value way back in the book of Exodus. Bring what is of value in 2019 and say, Lord, I'm giving it to you for your glory. In the name of Jesus Christ, pray over that thing. Pray over that offering. Say, God, I'm giving it to you it's something I've never done before but my spirit is stirred my heart my heart is willing there's something beautiful that happens when people begin to to give unto the Lord hallelujah I'm excited because a week from today you're going to meet a man you're going to meet a man that that is part of the reason why I'm here when I came to Cincinnati sister Heidi and I we were so excited. It had been a few years in the making. Bishop and Sister Buller had invited us in 1999, and, and we, we weren't able to come then. Several years later, the Lord opened the door. Six years later, and we came to Cincinnati, Ohio. We were told of the Lord in 2002 to come to Cincinnati. We were excited. The church had been through some challenges, had been through some struggles, recent struggles. It had just happened, and and we, we came at that time. We were so excited. We were elected and looking forward to all the Lord had in store. And we left the next day for a, a preacher's conference. And we were excited because we were going to celebrate with everybody about what the Lord had done. But people had heard about the challenge. And they thought we were getting in over our head. They said, there's no way. There's no way you're going to be able to work out there. It's just challenges. You need, you need to let somebody with more experience go in first. Kind of be an interim and then maybe help you in later. And I, we just, we walked around and our hearts began to be deflated as one person after another expressed concern thinking that we were in over our head. This, this takes the experience of a great veteran. And 25 years old, we weren't veterans. But the man that you're going to meet next week saw us and said, I want to take you to dinner. Took us to dinner. Bishop Dan Mitchell of Columbus, Indiana. He said, I've heard you're going to Cincinnati. We said, yes. And we're terrified. We were excited. <laughs> but all of Job's comforters came along and now we don't. <laughs> we, 
We're starting to wonder if we heard from the Lord or not. I had, I had, I had sunk down, ladies and gentlemen, into near despair, wondering what in the world have we got ourselves into? Everybody, I mean, the Bible says, out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, let every word be established. We had lots of witnesses. We were up against a struggle, a great cloud of witnesses. Bishop Mitchell said, no. He said, what are your plans for lunch? I said, I said, I don't have any. He said, you do now. Took us to lunch. He said, you're in the will of God. He said, I was 25 years old when I went into the congregation to pastor where I am. He said, you're going to go in there. God's going before you. God's going to do a great work. He's going to have his way. We walked into that restaurant limping and dragging ourselves to the table, and we came out pulling our shirt open with a Superman S, roaring like lions, ready to go to Cincinnati right then and there, and never looked back. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, when your spirit is stirred, glory, don't ignore it. When your spirit is stirred, don't ignore what your heart is willing to do when your spirit is stirred. I thank God for Bishop Mitchell. It was years later at Brother Tyreek and Sister Ashton's wedding. We went over to Columbus, performed this beautiful wedding ceremony of a wonderful couple. We were so excited, and Bishop Mitchell said, how's the building coming along? I said, well, it's a coming. (laughs) To be interpreted, uh, God's going to do it one day. He said, you can't leave here until you talk to me. He said, I need to take you out to dinner tonight. I said, well, that's so nice. I'll have to do it in a few days because I said, I got to get back to Cincinnati tonight. So I'll, I'll call you, text you. We'll get a time set up. He said, okay, uh, that's fine. Ten minutes later, he came back. He said, we've got reservations at the restaurant. I'll see you there. I said, all right, Bishop. I went and sat down with him, and he said, I want to tell you, we're in, on the tail end of our building campaign. And he said, I feel today what I felt in 2005 when you were questioning whether you should go to Cincinnati. I feel today to tell you I've got a new word of direction for you. And we began to walk down that path that they had just walked. It was like uncharted territory to us. It was like we were in Antarctica and we didn't know where to go. And then all of a sudden we saw footprints in the snow. And we just started following these footprints. And it's brought us to where we are today. We've got a solid plan. We know what we're doing. We've gone through valleys. We've gone through mountaintops. We've come through battles. We've come through struggles. God has been with us. We've had a guiding light. We've had a pillar of cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night, and I am not afraid. I am not afraid. I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid, and you shouldn't be afraid either. We're in this thing together, and we're going to do a work for the Lord, for His glory. Hallelujah. My, 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 my. Glory to God. Those ten spies looked into the promised land, and they said, Whoa! That's way too, too much. They're too big. Look at that budget. It's too big. Look, look, at that, look at that building. It's too big. Look at that vision. It's too big. And Joshua and Caleb said, are you out of your minds? We're well able. God has promised it. 
We're going to do it. We have God on our side. It shall be done. Oh, hallelujah. I love Caleb. Caleb was, Caleb was like, he was an old man. And he came up to, up to them and said, give me my mountain. I got a mountain coming because of my faith in God, because of my trust in the Lord. Give it to me. Give me my mountain. We've got to develop that mindset and that mentality to where we walk into whatever tried to take the blessing of the Lord from us and say, give me my mountain. I stayed the course. I passed the test. I came through the fire. Give me the blessing of the Lord in my life. You know what they said, those 10 spies who were afraid of what was going on in the promised land? They said, they're giants and we be as grasshoppers in our own sight. We look like grasshoppers in our own sight. That's the problem. Sometimes we look at ourselves and we see ourselves a certain way. And they, they said, we look like grasshoppers, hallelujah, in our own sight. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. We look like grasshoppers in our own sight. And one spy, one spy after another said, who are you? I'm a grasshopper. Who are you? I'm a grasshopper. Who are you? I just looked in the mirror and I look like a grasshopper. Who are you? Well, I'm a grasshopper. I'm a grasshopper. And I'm a grasshopper. They got to Joshua and Caleb. And Joshua and Caleb said, I might look like a grasshopper, but I'm a praying mantis. Don't misunderstand, ladies and gentlemen. I may look like I'm small. I may look like I don't have much to go up against a giant with. Hallelujah. But I'm a praying mantis. I've got a power. Hallelujah. I'm tuned into a glory from another land, from another place. Hallelujah. I've got tuned into something greater than me, and I have authority over these giants. Hallelujah, I have authority over these giants. He cut out a bullshit to hire. And I'm going to tell you something. We've got authority over every giant that stands before us. We've got authority over every giant that stands before us. You know, I'm going to tell you something, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to keep on giving, and God's going to put a miracle in this plate. I said God's going to put a miracle in this plate. There's going to come a miracle into your life, a miracle you didn't expect, a miracle you didn't know was coming. He's going to open up the windows of heaven and cause his power and his glory to descend upon you well hallelujah I'm going to tell you look look what the Bible says in Exodus chapter 36 the Bible says in verse 2 Moses called Bezalel and Aholiab and every wise hearted man in whose heart the Lord had put wisdom even everyone whose heart stirred him up to come unto the work to do it and they received of Moses all the offering which the children of Israel had brought for the work of the service of the sanctuary to make it with all and they brought yet unto him free offerings every morning and all the wise men listen to this that wrought all the work of the sanctuary came every man from his work which they made and they spake unto Moses saying the people bring much more than enough for the service of the work which the Lord commanded to make 
I'm telling you, that's the kind of miracle we're walking into right now. We're walking into the kind of miracle where the people just keep bringing the sheaves, hallelujah, into the storehouse where they're just giving the spirit is stirred and the heart is willing. I said the spirit is stirred and the heart is willing. Miracle signs and wonders follow this kind of an outpouring of faith. Somebody lift up your hands unto the Lord right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Verse number six says Moses gave commandment and they caused it to be proclaimed throughout the camp saying, let neither man nor woman make any more work for the offering of the sanctuary. So the people were restrained from bringing for the stuff they had was sufficient for all the work to make it and too much. Let me tell you the kind of miracle we're walking into. We're walking into a too much kind of miracle. I said we're walking into a too much kind of miracle. I said we're walking into a too much kind of miracle. We're not there yet. I said, we're not there yet. But you wait. One day I'm going to have to get up and say, all right, everybody. You're giving too much. You've given too much. The storehouse is full. And if you ever hear me say that, you'll know it's a miracle that's taking place. Because we need all we can get. But we're stepping into a too much miracle. Hallelujah. Too much blessing. Too much glory. God said it. He said, you won't have room enough to receive it. Somebody lift up your hands unto the Lord right now. Come on, lift up your hands unto the Lord right now. There's a power of God that's flowing through this congregation. There's a power of God flowing through this congregation. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Lord, have your way. Have your way. Have your way. I'm going to tell you. There are sacrifices that are being made right now. And I want everybody to lift your hands right now and your voice and begin to pray over this sacrifice that is being made in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. This is not a sign of wealth. This is a sign of sacrifice. I said this is not a sign of wealth. This is a sign of sacrifice. I don't want anybody to feel guilty this morning. I rebuke shame off of you in the name of Jesus. I rebuke shame off of you in the name of Jesus. If you don't, if you wish you could give more, you just give what the Lord lays on your heart and don't worry about giving more. God will bless that, break that, multiply that. All across this building, let's lift up our hands unto the Lord. Let's stand to our feet. The Holy Ghost is in this house. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, I feel you, Jesus. I feel your presence, Jesus. I feel your presence, Jesus. I feel your presence, Jesus. There's been a release in this house. There's been a release in this house. I want everybody facing fear. I want everybody facing fear. I don't care what kind of fear it is. If you've got a doctor's appointment coming up and you don't know what to expect, I want you to lift your hands right now. If you've got bills to pay and you don't know how you're going to pay them, I want you to lift your hands right now. If you need God to move a mountain and, and, and he, seems to, he seems to not be moving it just yet, I want you to lift your hands right now in the name of the Lord. 
in the name of the Lord. The Spirit of the Lord is moving on you. Tree of Life Church, I feel. I feel God's heart for you. I can feel God's heart for you. It's a heart full of love and a heart full of compassion for you. It's a heart full of love and a heart full of compassion for you. Come on, I want you to bring your needs to Him right now. In the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ. Come on, you're a part of something historic and glorious right now. You're a part of something historic and glorious right now. I can't thank you enough. I cannot thank you enough for your stirred spirit and willing heart. Hallelujah. 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 I believe that every week we're going to see a miracle that only God could do. I believe that every week we're going to see a miracle that only God could do. I declare the season of miracles among us. I declare the season of miracles among us. In the name of Jesus. Not by my authority, but by the authority of the Word of God and the power of Jesus' name. I declare a season of miracles. Kingdom blessings. Kingdom blessings. Kingdom blessings. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm making these altars available right now. I'm making these altars available right now for people who need to come. In the name of Jesus. If you want to stand right where you are and let the Spirit of the Lord sweep over you. We're going to sing unto the Lord. And as a body, I want us just to lift up our praises unto Him. Lift up our praises unto Him. Brother Nwankwo told me as I came in this morning, he said, I was amazed at what happened last week. He said this is, as I was getting ready to come into the service, he said, I was amazed at what happened last week. He said, I almost couldn't make it last week. And when I got here and saw what the Lord had done, he said, I was amazed at what he had done. And then he said to me as I was about to walk away, he said, he's going to do it again. Hallelujah. We might as well just get ready because he's going to blow our minds. He's going to do things we've never seen before. Hallelujah. I want somebody that's been in the church for decades to give God praise for things he's going to do that you've never seen before. Mighty God, we praise you. Mighty God, we praise you. Hallelujah. Come on, every door that needs to be opened is going to be opened in your life. In the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ.
Come on, I want everybody in this house to seek God right now. Seek his face right now. If you need the Holy Ghost, God can fill you with the gift of the Holy Ghost. If you need to repent of your sins, come on down and let him cause your sins to be washed away. You can be baptized in Jesus' name. If you need healing in your mind and healing in your body, healing in your heart, healing in your home, come on right now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Something's changing. Something's breaking, I can feel it. Hey.